Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. We all made it back alive from Canton, Ohio. And surprisingly, Mitch and Dan didn't want to kill me. Well, maybe they did, but they held back. There they were went, times. What a fantastic time, Mitch. Mitch Sorensen, what's up, buddy? I, what's good to going see on? You. Man, it was such a good trip. Like, everyone says that it's a lot of fun there, and then you go. And it actually is a lot of fun. Luckily for us, we had many patrons come out. I think we had five or six. And so that six, was amazing yeah. just hanging out with them the whole time. What the hell is that? That is terrifying. Dan's got some mask on. What's going on, Dan? What, what do you smell with Dynasty Theories cooking tonight, JB? Oh, no. Fresh off the Fantasy Football Expo, man. This is like Monday Night Raw after a pay-per-view, brother. Woo! I'm going I'm to have nightmares. If you're watching on YouTube, don't. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? Wow. Are you sweating a little bit, Dan? I told you, it's like Monday Night Raw tonight, boys. I am so stoked, man. You met so many good friends from our, our Discord and, you know, off the Expo. It was like a fantasy football heaven. So I'm just pumped. Anything could happen tonight, man. I was just reading the Manscaped Daily News. We'll get more to that later, I'm sure, JB. We will. We will. A little spoiler, but I'm driving home from the Expo. I had, It wasn't a long drive. It was a nice two-hour drive. Mitch, it took you all day to get home, pretty much. It did. Uh, Dan, a little bit longer than me as well. But I'm sitting there, and I'm racking my brain. I'm like, all right, we just got to hang out. We finally met in person. I'm feeling rejuvenated, excited, uh, all of the above for the 2022 season. And I'm racking my brain. I'm like, all right, what are some things that we can talk about on the upcoming shows? And one thing that I want to discuss, and you guys might not even have anything to talk about with this, and... I didn't really give you too much to work with here, but I'm just thinking about league activity, right? And of course, the people that are tuned in, that are listening to Dynasty Theory on a weekly basis, that are in the Discord, absolutely free. Hit us up for the link. It's in the show description. Check it out. Um, they're, they're tuned in 24-7, 365, and there's no issue with league activity with those folks and with us. But... The league mates we have, I don't know. I This is typically the time of the year that we see that uptick. We always talk about the ebbs and flows of the dynasty calendar. January, February, a little bit slow. March, combine, free agency, it picks up. April, May, boom, kind of you know falls off a little bit. But then the season rolls around. And, uh, preseason's here. We're entering week two. I don't, uh, Dan, Dan's on one today. He's typing in the, the chat. Oh, my goodness. I, we got to say, Mitch that dynasty theory does not necessarily put their stamp of approval on anything Dan says tonight. Just <laughs> of course those not. are his, <laughs> his personal thoughts, views, and opinions. But anyway, talking about league activity, I'm just seeing, you know, a few counters, but overall it's, it's a snap rejection, no interest in talking about it. And the way I approach it, and I I've told you guys this so many times I'm out there, I'm scouring the rest of the league. I'm looking at the roster. What do they need? Are they are they built for the future? If so, okay, I get it. But if you're one or two pieces maybe away or you have an aging team and I think this could work, maybe it's not exactly spot on for you, but I would hope to get something. It's reject, boom, move on. So, like, my question for you guys, and I hope you have your thinking hats on for this. 
Dan, I want to start with you because you're all jacked up. I am. I'm amped, man. Why why are these dynasty managers hesitant to make moves? What's going on? That is the million dollar question. And we we've kind of skated around it, touched on it at different points of this offseason because we are degenerates and do this 24-7, 365. But coming off the fantasy football expo with under a month ago, I was I was rocking today during non-working hours and had trouble putting the computer down blasting out offers in every single league to multiple teams and got a lot of what you said, JB did get some trades done today, but not as many as, as I hoped, but it feels like there's a gap in time for the non-active dynasty and strong redraft players that they're just all taken longer than anticipated to become active. So, so I think some teams are just finally, I'm even seeing cutting the ocean bottom players, Never mind getting into trade activity. They're just realizing like, people that are retired, injured, or like no longer exist and are still on their rosters. And I'm seeing some mainstream shows like the four letter network is rolling out some like fantasy specials with all these player Mm -hmm. news coming up ahead, you know? So like, this is news that we've been covering for months and and, like whatever they're going to produce, I think we're ahead of it. But those people that are, and I say this with love because everybody's schedules are different. They're really just getting it. And I think they're waiting for those specials and doing their studying and cramming now. So just maybe, maybe all caps locked there. We get some new trading partners in the next week. Like I'm looking at a roster. You, you talk about play teams with players that might be retired, might be free agents, whatever the case may be. No joke. I randomly chose a league. I pulled up one manager. They have James White on the roster still. And for us, it's like, now, like we, we talk about like Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, those guys, they retire. We're like, well, let's hold on a minute. But James White, Chris Carson's, those types, probably a safe bet to get rid of them. And here I'm talking about this. I'm thinking, man, do I have any Chris Carson's creeping around? <laughs> I do. Do I still have one on, on a roster? But that's the kind of situation we're talking about. And just the level of activity. Whoa, whoa, Dan. What are you throwing the flag for? It's it's only six minutes into the show. Because Mitch is saying he, might, he has Carson on his roster here. The same inactive, you know, you know, ball, you know, ball busting, you know, in advance of manscape later. To everyone's defense on this. I'm gonna take the other side, right? So okay. So I think there's two facets to this. I think honestly, a lot of the pay players that are tr- that people are trying to trade right now, they're not any good. That's what 99% of the offers that I'm getting are players that I don't want. They're Adam Thielen, Rojo, Lockett, Penny. I mean, they're just trying to get rid of everyone. Hey, you offered me Penny today. I did. I tried. I tried, right? Penny. But yeah, but that's my point, right? Is no one's offering me the good player. What are you doing? That's my flag. You all know my dirty. I'm not even halfway through it yet. But that's how wrong you are. Maybe those are the offers you're getting, and but that's my point. Like either you're getting crap offers, or I'm not getting any offers at all. It's me actively going out. Hell, I spend a majority of my day looking to acquire Antonio Gibson. That's a hot commodity. That's somebody that's rising up people's draft boards, and I can't, I can't pivot up. I can't pivot down. I can't go this way. I can't go that way. It's like the Wonka Vader and Willy Wonka. It goes every single way, and none of those ways take me to Antonio Gibson. Why on earth would you want to do that in the first place? Well, you know, I like to experiment for the patrons. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you forget where you were going? Did I completely? Uh, I, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> but no, I honestly think 
are people less active than they were years prior? Maybe. I think. Also, at the same time, I think Dynasty players are getting smarter. I think when this time of year, when we used to be able to offset, you know, send all those vets for the younger players or for picks next year, people aren't doing it this year. Because I think the players are actively getting smarter and Dynasty Leagues are getting harder than what they were before. Because I'll be 100% honest, three or four years ago, Dynasty Leagues were soft. They were very, very soft. It was extremely easy to win and to win a lot of money doing it. Each year, it's getting progressively harder, just like Dan and DFS. How easy was it in 2014, 2015, 2016 to win money each year? It wasn't difficult at all. Now, now you need to spend six hours every single week, minimum, to even have a chance of going green on Sundays. You brought up a good point. I, I, you know, I, I, I throw the flag out there. I thought we upset you so much you left the show there. Shut <laughs> my pen. But a few things there. One thing I think that we can directly tie this to, typically, and you hit the nail on the head with one of these points, the, the veterans that we're looking to unload potentially. And, okay, Mitch, it looks like you've built a contender. Let me see if I can offer you Josh Jacobs. Well, think about the situation with a lot of these vet running backs. Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, we could go up and down the list. How many of them have somewhat questionable situations from a production standpoint, a usage standpoint, and that's just in the immediate future? What about now we look out beyond 2022? This isn't where we have all this list of bell cows. Okay, I'm okay to go out and acquire these players because I know their role and what they bring to the table for me this year. So it makes sense. But now maybe we we don't know. And I say, maybe we absolutely don't know. I think it gets more and more questionable with all of the talent being infused into the league, all of these muddy backfields. I mean, we could even look at guys like, like Dobbins. How exactly he is he going to be utilized? Cam Akers. Now he's got the, the t- soft tissue issue along with Daryl Henderson. Derrick Henry, he's 47 years old. Aaron Jones with A.J. Dillon. So more and more committees and more and more questionable situations, I do think, lead to the inactivity. But then also is the inflated price of those rookie picks next year. And I think you're going to see people not willing to move off of them right now, especially for a situation they might not be 100% certain on. But then also the fact that these picks are going to accrue value. It's just, I I don't know. Have you guys had... Dan, I just I have a question, and I'm kind of you know trying to be devil's advocate here. No, not was, you. As, as I was pretty like adamant of you know I have that philosophy of market value. You know, concentrate and try to get guys before they they peak. You know, buy low, sell high, all that jazz. Is there a strategy in maybe being a more productive human being and and not being as active during the off season, letting it all kind of play out? Not make the mistakes and just completely see wait. how things sort out, and then dive in right around this time that we're we're, we're talking in a couple of weeks. I mean, I would still like them to check in at least and let me know they're alive, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe there is something there trying to be open minded. Mitch, what are your thoughts with that? Being Do you think it'd be beneficial just to sit always, there? Will always be better. It just will. But at the same time, you could be active and listening to the wrong people, and your team is actively losing value all off season if you're not making the right moves to where if you don't make any moves, maybe right now is when you cut Chris Carson and James White and you put all of your money in on Pacheco or whoever you want. Right. It's just, 
being active is always going to be better. But I think everybody is more hesitant, just like John was saying, to get those running backs. I think getting wide receivers, you get wide receivers anytime you want. Problem with tight ends, there's five of them that matter, and all the rest, I don't care what bucket you put them in, they're replaceable. Even the ones that do matter, though, nobody wants Waller, Kelsey, or Kittle. And those are tight ends that matter. Nobody wants them. They want but I want Waller, and Tommy I, Tremble is not replaceable. So that's two challenge flags in, one, in two sentences. Oh, my goodness. Tommy Tremble. He's got to sneak his way into every single show. Uh, but it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, okay, like I would love to have two managers, all things equal. Mm-hmm. Like Ideally... They go into the offseason with the same exact roster, right? You have two managers, two different leagues, same exact rosters. One hyperactive, trying to churn it, trying to get ahead of the curve, see where they are today versus a team that would just sit there all offseason, not, not touch anything, make their rookie picks, do absolutely nothing, and now wake up in in the middle of August and say, okay, what can I do now? So it is a double-edged sword because there are going to be players that you're wrong on that you believe are going to accrue value. They're going to be in a better situation. Then we get these blurbs. We get these reports through training camp, through preseason. But then there's going to be players that you kept on your roster. And you we saw it on Twitter, what, a month ago, two months ago. There were two tweets from two separate people that were amazed that they couldn't get a 23 first oh, yeah. for DeAndre Hopkins. You knew I was going to bring it up, Mitch. You knew the exact uh-huh. example. And that's, you know, that is the double-edged sword. So I, I would love it, like an experiment. and it would be impossible, but no, to no, have I'll those... do it next year. I'm okay with that. Look, the second you, you and I have to have the same exact over, team though. We have to get the same team. It's okay. And I will just leave and I'll be back like next September. I like that idea. Nah, I don't like it. I don't okay, like okay. it. I don't like it. It felt like you weren't there at times when we were I, I, in, uh, in Canton. Dan, did we tell you this, Dan? So we get back to the hotel room Sunday at like 645. No joke. I get out of the blankets. I had that room and no lie, a crisp 63 degrees. And I'm laying under my blanket, throwing a shark tank up on the TV. You would have thought that Mitch and I weren't even in the same room. I don't think we spoke for like two hours straight. But that's a great. real friendship, right? That's a real <laughs> friendship right there. You don't have to make the small talk, you know, just throw a quip out every once in a while. I think we were messaging in the Discord more often than speaking actual oh, yeah. words. Or or yeah. is it that by 645 Sunday, we were all toast, man. Like that yep. was, uh, <sighs> Mitch might have been, uh, you know, unwinding a little that's bit. That's why I have a big jug of water tonight. Mitch and I were saying, I know a lot of people partook in activity Sunday night, but with the schedules and everything, I worked on Monday. I got to work from home and Mitch had the flights. I don't know if staying Sunday night is necessary in the future if we choose to go back. So just, just our thoughts. Uh, Mike in the chat, should rookie drafts be pushed back to keep activity? Something I think is interesting, and I'll I'll tell you a little story. Not really a story, but just one example. It's It's a quick one. It's a quick one. I have a few leagues and I love the setup of it. It's like a four round rookie draft. Mitch, you and I co-manage one of them. And the first two rounds are early May, regular rookie draft season. The third and fourth rounds are after the second preseason game. There's no extra activity because of it. Nope. I, I haven't seen more movement because of it. I think the only thing it really promotes and, uh, allows for is more information to come out 
and you start to see maybe where Traylon Burke slips, where George Pickens creeps up, situations like that. But it all depends on the managers. And there's some leagues I know, we talk about league settings, and I say, oh, I don't like leagues like that because the situations I've been in, they weren't active. And other people are like, whoa, whoa, John, my league was super active in that format. It all depends on the managers. Mm -hmm. Dan, do you have any thoughts there on that that rookie draft question? Because I think that's a good one to uh, encourage and promote league activity. It is a good one. And I, I could probably guess that all of us, you know, sometimes we take a startup a little bit later or we have a league that has a little bit different rules that the rookie draft might be a little bit later. And same point as UJB. I haven't seen any difference in activity that makes it uh, intriguing. I like the suggestion and I, the, the idea. There would probably have to be some more context or rules or something else thrown in it to spike activity other than just the date itself being pushed back. Mitch, last kind of question here on this topic with the league activity. Is there anything you've seen for yourself personally that you've had more luck over the last few days, few weeks in accomplishing trades? Like, like I talk about pivoting up, pivoting down. Is there something that's worked more for you than anything else? I talked about it last week. I think on the final thoughts is I upgraded my trade bait and I added what I wanted and that helped out a ton, but two or three days afterwards, I didn't get another offer based off that. So I think you need to constantly go in and refresh it. But you need to be taking off players and adding new players on because if people just see the same trade bait get refreshed, they're going to see it in their email and just hit delete, not even look at it. I also want to add to one thing we've been lucky with, and especially making a lot of relationships in our Discord. And every year we add new startup leagues and coming back from the expo, we met you know a handful of, uh, of our, our lads we get in those leagues with those guys because we all love that activity and the entire league's active all the time. You know I mean? So I think there's a lot of strategy and continue to network and get to know, you know, know what league you're getting into. And I continue to be more picky in which leagues I join based on who's in it. Cause it's gotta be kept fun. And it, we love to have an active league. Yeah. I've been trying to, you guys know my, my typical trade down. I, I love to acquire the multiple assets and I love to get that package, that nice package speaking of packages. It's huh. a nice graphic. Yeah, you like that? 20% off Manscaped. Use code Theory20. Listen, this week's episode of Dynasty Theory is brought to you by, again, once again, we're returning. The partnership has returned. It's brought to you by Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide. Averages out to about 12 million balls. Who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. We have a lot of international folks in the Discord. Do you hear that? Free worldwide shipping. Code Theory20 at Manscaped.com. The Lawnmower 4.0. It's waterproof. Have you guys used it? I would have you have okay. you used it? JB, yeah. I I love the last lawnmower. I love the new 4.0 even better. This thing is really slick. It, it's sleek, I should say. It is waterproof. And then on top of the lawnmower, now they've got the weed whacker. Man, you, you don't cut your nose with this thing. You get a couple of nose hairs. Either one. Incredible products. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I use these all the time. But it's not just like but below the belt, you know. You you can use that that uh, lawnmower anywhere. You want to use it on your chest? Get silky okay, smooth. Okay. okay, hold on. Look at the light too. A nice light feature. So Ooh. on that point, let me say this. So like getting off everything. Um, if you have a child who is very sensitive to clippers, and it happens to a lot of kids, 
that lawnmower trimmer is like the greatest thing ever to trim their hair with because it's extremely quiet. You can't hear it. So like my youngest, extremely sensitive to loud sounds. My wife's used one of those to cut his hair for like the last four years and had zero issues with it. You brought that up and then we had the extra one and you guys were able to do the giveaway, I think. We did. Yeah, we um, gave it to the school that he used to go to. So that was pretty cool. But uh, during whenever quarantine first kicked off, I used it to to buzz my it's hair. I, I looked like a psychopath, but oh my God, was it smooth. <laughs> it was smooth. So I about that bald head. Yeah, the lawnmower, 72 bucks sure. after our discount. Better than a lot of razors, you get a lot of trimmers you can find at Target. I'll tell you that. Crop preserver. I don't I get sweaty after every episode. That crop preserver, if it was in the morning, psh, I'm all spruced up and ready to go. Yeah, there's a whole assortment of things. Anyway, it's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with code theory20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code theory20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. Oh man, man. Woo! It's good to have the partnership back. It really is. I wonder it if there's I wonder if there's any correlation with our new you know Manscaped ad and you putting Zach Wilson next here and in the, in the like first in the notes, you know, with the whole mom thing that went out there and he looks like a I don't know. He's he's probably a manscaped guy. Anyway, so. is that gonna help shift his value up or down? Mitch gets so awkward whenever okay. we get I get worried. Listen. I'm just drinking tea tonight. Don't worry. I'm not going to say any of the things that I'm saying at the expo. But so we're talking about players. Their value shifts up and down throughout the preseason. Zach Wilson, he is one of the guys at the top of the list here. And for him, it's not because of performance, not because of negative blurbs or reports. But over the weekend, he tore his meniscus. And the same knee that he injured last year, missed four games, successful surgery, it sounds like he's going to miss at least a few weeks, but we don't know beyond that. It doesn't seem like it's a very clear time frame right now. Mitch, is this impacting how you view him as a dynasty asset? God, no. Like it's JB and I, we DM'd about this earlier. It, there's nothing more funny than how quick dynasty players are to hate on a player, especially with something like this. And I mean, if you had Zach Wilson as your QB two going into this year, and if he misses a game or two, all of a sudden you're going to drop his value and want to trade him. That says a lot more about how you built your team than like Zach Wilson himself. Zach, he's going to be perfectly fine. That offense is in extremely good position. So if I could get Zach Wilson at any sort of discount based off this, then I'm going to try. I tried with Dan today. Dan is not selling him at a discount. If not, he's selling him like over and above what he is. But what? but I even tried to get him. So this isn't me just saying it. True. True facts. Dan, any impact here? Like I was looking at it, I was like, okay, maybe last year after he came back after the knee injury, he ran a little bit less than he did previously. Before the injury, 1.3 carries per game. It actually went up to three post-injury am i saying he's gonna be like do you remember that movie that baseball movie with the kid rookie of the year mm -hmm. he injured his arm then he's throwing like 100 miles an hour playing for the was it the cubs i think i'm not saying he's gonna be like that he's gonna come out and just be this tremendous runner now getting 10 carries per game because of it but it was interesting to see that it didn't really negatively impact him from a rushing standpoint um 
Dan, you have Zach Wilson on your team. Are there any situations that you might be looking to move him? Or are you like Mitch? You're kind of set with him if you have him and you're not really necessarily looking to acquire more shares. I'm not locked in on not moving them. I'm not rushing to move them. I'm a little bit in between. I think most importantly, today's reports were good. I did want that peace of mind. I think Mitch mentioned in his analysis there that it kind of depends how your roster or team is built. You know, if I have some injury concern and I, I'm, I'm in it to win it now and I really need need to win this year, I might look to get a little bit healthier of a, of a quarterback. But we're talking dynasty here. I still like the player a lot. I've always liked Zach Wilson. I love his film. I, you know, I like the bit what I've been seeing in the, in, in the preseason, watching him roll out and move around. Um, you know, familiar with with meniscus injuries. I, I think he's going to be absolutely fine. Just got to be a little patient here. But I think he's going to be ready for the regular season. I, I really do. Um, I'd say the only maybe question I have is, you know, his value is a little fragile, but it's the durability over the course of 17 games. That's still a little bit in the, in the back of my mind here. So I want to continue to see the kid get stronger. And, you know, that's delayed a little bit by a few weeks now because he's got to rehab this, this this knee. But I do think he'll be fine. And like Mitch said, there's a lot of weapons around him. There's a lot to be encouraged about in, in New York. So I'm still in on Zach Wilson. Yeah, here's the thing with somebody like Zach Wilson. Like if it were a like Dak Prescott, when he went down, that was landscape changing within folks leagues because he was producing at a high level, like teams that had him when he went down, they were like four and oh, five and oh, they were off to a great start. When you look at an asset like Zach Wilson, I don't think we necessarily see those drastic market shifts in the landscape changing that we did with a higher end asset because he's a younger player might not necessarily produce at the high level this year. And based on our projections, we don't see it happening. So it's, it's going to be interesting because if you're a contender and you have Zach Wilson, you're, you're still a contender most likely because you weren't a contender because of Zach Wilson. And if you have Zach Wilson and you're not a contender, it's going to be really difficult and, and less intriguing for you to move on from him at a discount. Like you're probably still going to want full price in return. So there were two trades that I found that I thought were somewhat interesting. And Dan, I want to get your take on both of them first, and then we'll go over to Mitch. Okay. Zach Wilson, both 12 team super flex, Zach Wilson plus Garrett Wilson for Derek Carr, Curtis Samuel and Jacoby Myers. I like the Zach Wilson side of that because of the big drop off in receiver on the car side. If the if the receivers were better, then I'd be really intrigued because I'm high on Derek Carr. Same. And then uh, second one, Zach Wilson for Baker straight up. Ooh, Zach Wilson, Whew, smash! That was a pretty league. So I think based on those trades, if you're gonna move off of Zach Wilson, and I know it's only two but there weren't many recently that at least I thought were really intriguing. It's going to cost you from a value perspective to move off of him. I would not encourage a Zach Wilson for Baker Mayfield. Trade. <laughs> no. um, I mean, that's if I have a Baker Mayfield, that's a hundred percent the type of move I'd be looking to make to acquire Zach Wilson. If I have Baker, Mitch, your uh, eyes got big. No, I agree. I would do the exact same thing. I, I mean, I also want a Lamborghini in my like front yard tomorrow. I just don't see that happening. You don't need a Lamborghini. You got to drive around with the greatest driver in the world in a Nissan Roy. Rogue. 
Time out, time Pull out. Controller. Mitch, I believe there was an Uber review out there that you might speak of. <laughs> can you, can you, can you, so, uh, so real quick, I know John is going to correct me. All I'm going to say, we got in the Uber, took a little while to get it. And the very nice lady, while she was driving us around, just pointed out that John might have had a few negative reviews. I think his overall score is still pretty high, but she was like, Hey, your scores are pretty bad. (laughs) But listen, what did I say? Sample size matters. It's the same thing we talk about with dynasty and the rookies coming in and sample size matters. She showed me the, the comments. One said, uh, uh, customer behavior. I I am a peach. (laughs) I couldn't imagine that happening. (laughs) Customer behavior. Yeah. Peach. Uh, the next one on the list, I want to save him for last because I think he's going to take up a little bit of time. So I want to see if we can rattle through some of these other ones first. But George Pickens, he is now the second coming of Christ. He is the second coming of Jerry Rice. He actually may be better than Jerry Rice. Dan, this is your Georgia Bulldog. My Pittsburgh Steeler. All right. <laughs> oh, like that, my Pittsburgh there. Steeler. How, how do you feel about George Pickens? Is the hype warranted? Are you are you acquiring high? Are you going out and buying high? John, I, I wish I am uh, a little bit high, not too high. I don't want to overpay, but I, I really wish we could do Dynasty Theory from a couch here. If I had the, the proper technology, I would just lay down on the couch and this could be a therapy session in front of you and Mitch. Because I, I sort of hate myself for not being all in on Pickens like I was on certain players last year knowing I was waiting for my my dog to go pro. Like two seasons ago, all my dynasty thoughts were pickings, pickings, pickings two seasons from now. And then that injury happened and stock fell and the off-the-field stuff that I, I even talked about at Dynasty Theory is not being that big of a deal. Um, I have some shares. It's like not like I don't have any. I have a handful. Mm-hmm. Of, and I'm going after more. I did trade a first-round pick uh, this weekend in Canton, uh, you know, to get uh, pickings. So I'm definitely trading for him. I made some more efforts today. It didn't come up successful today. Again, not wanting to overpay. I think that there's one offer for a first and a second, but it's a first that I know could be a really good one. So I'm not going to give up a stud next year and a second. So not overpaying, but I want him. Okay, Dan, I got to ask. Is Deontay Johnson going to get a lot less targets this year than he got last year? Is Pat Firemuth going to get a lot less than he got last year? Is Najee going to get a lot less this year than he got last year? I think if you look at it in the microscope of this year, there's only so much volume to go around. I'm banking for this year the touchdowns from Pickens. I think he's going to be their red zone guy. If he gets nine touchdowns, has some splash games. But in Dynasty, guys, I think he's going to outlast those other guys. I think he's going to become a stud wide receiver in this league. So I'm paying for the upside beyond this year. So here, here's my point on this, though. Like, dynasty players are fickle. Like, every single one of these players we're mentioning, they've dropped in value over a one- to two-week sample size or just camp reports, right? So my biggest issue, and this is the same thing I talked about with Deontay Johnson, right? So now Pickens is going to be really good. Um, in the projections that John and I did, we have them based on over 500 targets, right? Let's just say that the Steelers go out and they throw a league average 60% to the wide receivers. Pickens gets 100 targets. Deontay gets a little bit more. Claypool gets around there. It means, like, best-case scenario, Pickens could get 100 targets, right? If he catches 60 of those and gets 
six touchdowns, he's a wide receiver four. And if he's a wide receiver four, people are paying 23 first for a wide receiver four. The only reason why it's happening is because he pushed someone over when, like, the cornerback wasn't even paying attention. That, that's my only opinion on this. Hey, the coach and me definitely love that, so I'm I'm guilty there. That that definitely added to the hype. But he was supposed to be a number one draft, like a first round draft pick. He was supposed to be in that Jamison Williams group. He was supposed to be one of those guys, and I believe he is one of those guys. I believe he's better than Chase Claypool, and I think Deontay Johnson is a stud. And it's okay having two studs. And I I think just this Pittsburgh offense could surprise us and produce a little bit more out of Pickens this year than you, you gave, but I definitely see your point. That's legitimate. I, I don't want to get to the point. I don't want to overpay. So again, my heart was there today. I could have had Pickens for a first and a second and I declined it, but for a first that I think is going to be a later first next year, I want Pickens before that guy that's going to be nine, 10, 11 or 12 next year. All right. So if we're banking on, uh, like, I think, a lot of people, they're a little bit lower on Fryermuth because of what's going on with the quarterback situation. Uh, Claypool people despise him. So I'm kind of with Mitch. You got to be banking on one of two things. One, Trubisky, Pickett, or God forbid, Rudolph is the quarterback. Stop it with the Rudolph talk. He can go lead a sleigh elsewhere, okay? Oh, that's fair. Then... It's too early for Christmas jokes, man. I'm ready for Christmas, I think. I'm ready for Christmas. But either they really overachieve or you're banking on the volume that we saw last year and a 61 to 39% split. And that's with Ben Roethlisberger. That's what an O-line that wasn't really performing. And it's those quick dump-offs. I don't know. I still believe Deontay Johnson gets his. And now we know he's there beyond 2022. If they move on from Chase Claypool, then, um, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about potential trades. You have to believe they look to add another wide receiver in the draft next year. And we know there's a lot of talent there. I, I in that, that just pure speculation. They've got but, some depth though, too. They've got Austin. They've got some, but ideally, and I know this is a big topic of discussion in our discord. This really consumed the, the conversation for quite some time but if you can move off of pickens for a 23 first you're getting the insulated value and you can you can pivot off of that first and get production you can get uh another young asset that, that you might be looking at whereas if you're paying that or hanging on to pickens and not paying that price i do think it's a mistake because you're, you're banking on a lot of things going right for him and as good as he could be as much hype as he's getting right now, as much as he has that dog in him, I don't know if I'm willing to do something involving the first for him. Deontay Johnson did call him a freak today too, so I enjoyed that. But this is why I do hate myself, that it's now that like all this hype's there and like the, the opportunity around Look, draft time was just absolutely enormous. And I got some again, but just – I'm sure there's some Pickens uh, fans out there that just cleaned house on draft day. And, and yeah. I hope they, I hope they message us in the, in the discord or in Twitter. Cause uh, I'm hashtag jealous on that one. Now I, I talked about moving off him for the 23 first. I don't care where that first looks to be. I know every first that people move, it's going to be late. Mitch, that was a tweet you had. And I, if I could have liked it a thousand times, I would have, <laughs> I, I almost made burner accounts just to like it, but I, I'm making that move. Uh, Pickens versus Judy was a poll on Twitter that somebody shared in our discord. It was like 50, 50 at the time. 
like that that's where the hype is going and that's with judy getting hype himself with the uh addition of russell wilson so i would look to move him for the first i would look to move him for a juju plus uh mooney plus somebody in that tier for me but there are still some situations where george pickens is available for reasonable prices he went for gabe davis in a league straight up he went for Kareem Hunt in a league straight up in the last two days. Love so don't one. say, oh, well, maybe this is right after the draft. But he also was packaged with a third for Brandon Ayuk. He was also moved with Brian Robinson in a 23 second for Waddle. Dan, I want your thoughts on that trade specifically because I know you're a big Waddle guy. Pickens, Brian Robinson, who is going to be Washington's stud and a 23 second or Jalen Waddle who now is Tyree Kill, and Tua, who can't do anything according to Mitch. I'll, I'll take the pick inside. I'm just going to ask him to throw in some fab for me. Mitch, would you correct your mistake today if you could? And I say mistake in jest because oh, yeah. we talked about it. Uh, Pickens or Christian Watson? I prefer to have neither of them, to be honest. Pickens but or Christian Watson? It would be Pickens. But Pickens I mean, Scott- it's so stupid because what if Pickens got injured and then like, what if he was missing this training camp? I, no, I... I know. And that's why I said I say in jest. What about Pickens or Sky Moore? That was a trade that was done. I'll take Sky Moore. I think all Sky Moore is going to need is one catch, the opening game, then all of a sudden he'll be vaulted up above anybody else in this rookie class. A trade that was completed Pickens for Christian Watson in a 24 first. That's enough for me to go back to Watson. Pickens for Zach Wilson, straight up, super flex. Pickens for Keenan Allen another deal that was done. So it's funny because there are both sides still. We're seeing a lot more trades where the price to acquire is significantly higher than it was. And people now are changing course. We're seeing the pickings for sky pickings for Christian Watson. Plus he's one of those players that for me, I don't mind trying to go out and acquire him. Let's see what you could do at a reasonable price. But he's one of those guys that if you miss the boat, the, the boat left, the train left. I don't have my ticket. You saw me run the 40. I can't run very fast. I'm not catching that train. So just let it go and let's look at other moves, I think. Because uh, you know me, I'm not typically one to go out and buy high. Unless you think he's going to be higher. But I think Mitch made a really good point earlier. I don't know if he's going to be valued much higher this time next year. I don't. John, I have a question for you. I have an answer, baby. Player. Bring it. Why would we be buying into Antonio Gibson still? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not oh, there yet. We're pretty close to there. He said last, Mitch. Follow the follow the rules, Mitchell. Oh, Romeo see, Dobbs. Ro- Romeo <laughs> Dobbs. He's a riser. But now today, today, Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, guys, we got Sammy <laughs> Watkins. We got Alan Lazard. We got Randall Klob. Cl- <laughs> Randall Klob. Holy cow. Better, better than Boot or, you know. Yeah, we don't need a boot incident again. Uh, and then he says the rookies, they're still not being consistent. They're still making mistakes. We didn't get that corrected. But we're seeing Romeo Dobbs for a 23 second. I'm cashing out right there. <laughs> yes. I'm cashing out right there. Isn't this Aaron Rodgers, though, just saying, hey, I'm going to beat you anyway. I want to beat you. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to start play some, um, have some fun here with the media and play some mind games. Anyone who wants these quotes, I'm going to beat he, you. But we're not going to buy into Sammy Watkins and, and Randall Cobb again. W- will they have a game here and there? Yes. But are but you over buying the course into of a season? 
give me those rookies all day long, especially as the season gets later. Cobb was his man last year. He, he barely even got on the field. Listen, I'm not saying it's Dobbs or Cobb make your pick for Dynasty. I'm just saying what, what came out today. But what I am asking you is, would you trade a 23-second for Dobbs? In a heartbeat. Hold, no! A second for, for, for Dobbs, who's looked awesome, is with Aaron Rodgers? And a team that doesn't have a number one receiver? A it's second? Another, listen, a second. Listen, listen. People made the mistake to begin with when it came to Christian Watson. He had the phenomenal senior bowl. He wasn't on anybody's he's radar. Too. He's not. Oh, you're using the word stud loosely. Okay. Because Christian this Watson is the future is of Green Bay right here. They finally draft wide receivers. Now all of a sudden nobody wants them. And then finally everybody. Everybody wants them. We're going to see if they want them when Aaron Rodgers says, screw you, I retire after the season to go smoke my, what is it, ayahuasca or whatever it's called. And then, then they're they're left with, I don't know, Andy Dalton. Jordan Love, man. He's Jordan Love, yeah. He, but my point is we made the mistake to begin with. I say we. It wasn't me. I For did. once, I... But we elevated, I don't want to call it a mistake because that's a misnomer because there is the injury that Christian Watson has dealt with. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I knew he was going to get injured. I, but people elevated Christian Watson up their rookie draft boards because of the landing spot, right? And his film. The guy looks great. Yeah, I watched the film. Okay. Mm. The dude's 37 years old playing against the Skull of the Blind, the Sisters of the Poor. He's an athletic freak. He tested out incredible at the Combine. Well, Green Bay that, traded that, up to get him. They want him. They're investing in him. Well, James Washington had that 18-year-old breakout age, phenomenal metrics. I'm still banking on that James Washington breakout. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. That's Check old news. The tape. He's, got a, he's got years in there. They're, they're, they're totally different athletes. Watson has more size, and he's got Aaron Rodgers again. There's ceiling there in those Green Bay receivers. There's, there's a lot there of There is ceiling, but how many times are people going to make the mistake of elevating players because of landing spots? Happened with Sky Moore. Happened with Dobbs. Ha it's happening with Dobbs. Happened with Watson. We have a chance to correct that now, Dan. And now you're going and throwing. landing spot. It's talent and landing spot. It's if both. If Romeo opportunity. If if an opportunity, if Romeo Dobbs didn't go to Green Bay, let's say he went to, I don't Seattle, San Francisco, Minnesota, uh, Baltimore. You can't Pittsburgh. just throw any and every team out there. Like I'm totally fading anyone in Seattle. Okay, he's got I'm Aaron Rodgers. I could throw 30 teams out. If he went, and if he went to be... the Chargers, I'd be happy. If he went to Denver, I'd be happy. No, if you wouldn't. If he's lighting it up and his own teammates and coaches are saying, hey, this kid's got something special here and he's got all the intangibles. What are they, they... going to say? The kid sucks ass? They do with Traylon Burks. I can edit that out to make this a little more PG friendly. Come on, John. <laughs> now my kid can't listen to this episode. No, because you, your kid's probably thinking. Throwing the penalty yeah. flags now. Penalty flags I'm throwing now. All right, my point is I'm moving the 23. I'm moving Dobbs for the second. Dan's moving the second for Dobbs. Mitch, be the tiebreaker. What's going on? I'm not setting a second for Dobbs. I'm just not. Until Thank I see you. it happen, because I think you could still get him for a second after week three, even if he does well week one and two. I just do. So for me, I'm not going to give anybody anything for a player who like popped in the week one of the preseason. It's just... It's not how I'm going to go about it. I've done it before. I'm past those days. And now I'm going to let someone else take that risk. I'm more than happy to get a second. 
Granted, I don't have any doubts on my team, so it's really easy for me to say. Mix in any other player. I have some dogs. I'll do it tonight. Is it is it roster dependent, Mitch? No. Like if if your if your roster was weak at wide receiver, you need some upside. You're in a 14 team league. Okay. Here's my problem. I am never, ever, ever going to feel good about putting Dobbs in my lineup. Ever. Ever. How can you say ever? What if Kim becomes a stud? Then you'll feel really well, good okay. about it. Okay, he could. Very, very true. I mean, at so some point be, in Dynasty, could, you've like, got to have conviction. Benson, who was like, like great as well. Like we did mock Wait, My voice doesn't have conviction right now. And we liked guys. There were guys that you liked and were high did, on. Did you like you would what, trade a second did, for? What if Dobbs was that guy? Nobody felt that way pre-draft. Nobody. 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 I, I think even Greg Cassell liked Dobbs, if I'm not mistaken. Dude watches film for a living. I don't care what Greg Cassell liked. <laughs> I don't care. That's, I'm just fired up now. I'm just going to. We're all fired Use up. Use my manscaped and trim my nose hairs. Oh, that sounds smooth. And, so, and so look, smooth. At, look at his face. He's not in Fearless. pain, Mitch. Not Mitch, he's not in pain. It's not pulling at all. It's not, right. you know. You can't go wrong with this product. Watch, we're going to look over. This just be blood pouring. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco. Instead of being he has a, the, a guys, Pacheco. Episode. He has the physical tolls, the speed score, the 40, but he tolls. doesn't check the. The tolls, tolls, tolls. He doesn't check the college dominator, the efficiency metrics, the receiving market share. We see the film folks coming out today, Dan, saying he's not going to be able to run in between the tackles. Let's stick with CEH for that. The seventh round draft capital, he would be a massive outlier. Since my man Chris Carson, seventh round draft capital, I don't know. This is another one. If I get one more offer, and I know it's going to happen because I say it, if somebody sends me an offer of their Pacheco for my 23 second, I'm going to lose it. I... I my finger hurts because I keep hitting reject, reject, reject. I don't want them. And I'm not paying a second. So like I don't same with you, John. I don't here's what I don't understand. People don't want CH who is their starting running back right now. They don't want to pay like an early 23 second for him, but they're more than happy to get at best like the third best running back on their team, and they want to pay a second for him. Like I don't understand that at all. Even if you love him. Just wait till he does something and then go and buy him. You don't need to get him now. And you made a really good point with Dobbs. Just think about it for a second, okay? If the price tag today is a second on Pacheco, Dobbs, okay. But if they go out and produce somewhat early, is their price going to be elevated to a 23 first anywhere? No. Look at the guys. 23 firsts are trading at fourth and fifth round startup value in 12-team super flex leagues. You're telling me either of these guys could potentially crack that? And then at that point, you're just completely pricing yourself out. So I I don't know. Unless you truly believe in your your family Joels, Dan, (laughs) all right? If you truly believe that these guys are going to pop and they are going to be contributors and they're going to be difference makers. They're going to be dynasty, just uh, monsters moving forward. And you have that conviction that you want to move a first for Pickens, a second for Dobbs, a second for Pacheco. I, I can understand it and I can appreciate it that you have that conviction, but I think it's wrong. Yeah. With Pacheco, I'm with both of you gentlemen. I'm there's no way. And I've had the offers as well for a second and it fires me up because I did go after the guy. I like the guy. And the thoughts going through my head, you know, first there's the easy comp. You know, think, okay, Elijah Mitchell last year went so late and look at what he did. But CEH is ahead of him here. And I don't, th- I don't think that position, 
job is even touchable, even if CEH left at some point next year. Um, so maybe more like a Khalil Herbert in my mind is kind of what I was thinking a little bit. And even um, he overall has a better profile than Pacheco. Yeah, you know, and I went back and JB, I, I did watch Pacheco's film because I, I was really curious because this kid was not on my radar by any mean. means. Means um, the kid has some burst and he made many big plays. I heard he got benched at Rutgers. I would be interested if anyone in the Discord knows anything, but maybe you guys do like what that story is at Rutgers, why he got benched at once at one point. Um, so I would like to know more about him. I am willing to give a third for him. You know, I see the pass cast ability. I've really- bashed Rojo and pass shows. I do not believe in Rojo one ounce. I never did all off season. It, the writing is um, on the wall, and he's going to be cut. He's he's going to be released. Yeah. McKinnon didn't play to like week sixteen last year. You know, and then really in the postseason, you know, and he, he's getting he's not getting any younger. So this kid might have a future with the team. I would definitely give a third, maybe even a third in like an ocean bottom player or something. You know, you know, take somebody that I don't mind nope, losing. Nobody wants Marcel Aitman, Dan. But, but that's the limit. No, I got new ocean bottom players, John. I got new oh, uh, I mean, Nelson Marcus Aguilar, Robinson maybe? now that he doesn't have a job. I never had Robinson. Nelson Aguilar, though. I would give Aguilar. All right, well, we got 11 minutes, guys. So bring it on. Pile it on here. Rip on me. Let's go. Keep it coming. Antonio Gibson is the last player, and I want to save this guy for last. You might be missing hard knocks, Mitch, because I might be getting carried away here. So reports have come out from camp, from the preseason here. He's working with the first, second, and third string during Tuesday's practice. He was working with the punt return team. Is it tough love? Is he in the doghouse? Are they going to mend their relationship here? Is Brian Robinson really the real deal? And he's just going to take over here. Uh, Antonio, stop freaking fumbling, dude. Hold on to the ball. I don't care if it's preseason practice. It's happening time and time again. It's been an issue in the past. But Dan's like, all right, I'm leaving here. I'm out. I'm done. (laughs) I today I spent a good amount of my day as well looking at Antonio Gibson in several leagues looking to move off of him in some I moved one share and then I'm looking to acquire him at certain prices and others I have not been able there's four ways that we look at these trades especially for a player like Gibson you can package up for another running back I wasn't really able to do that you can pivot down to a running back plus I wasn't able to do that cross positionally that might make the most sense but I still haven't been able to do it, but I think I might go out and try like a, a Cortland Sutton or um, just looking at my tears here. Duh, duh, no, what Dan, what you're not, you're not trying to get more Gibson, like giving up Sutton. Are you? Is, Nobody, that, is that where no, you're going no, no, with no, no, this? No, no, no. I'm moving off of him in this situation. I'm moving off and acquiring, moving off and acquiring. I'm doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You don't know which direction I'm coming from, but why? Like Rocky. <laughs> I'm just wondering why you want to get more Gibson. I just said I was moving him in that situation. No, but you said, said you're you said both. We've weaving. got that on record. You're getting him and you're trading him away. I'm just wondering why you want to have him on your roster. Based on what people are saying and they feel about him, the offers I sent that got rejected, I was fairly certain some of them were going to be accepted and they weren't. And it was, I'll pull up a few right now. Would you accept this, Mitch? 12-team Superflex, Carson Wentz for your Antonio Gibson. No. Okay, so you don't hate Gibson that much? No, I don't want Wentz on any team. Don't like either of those. Name someone else, please. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't John yell at me for dead air? Come on, John. Yeah, but I fill it with uh, one sec, one sec, one sec. 
12 team super flex, two PPR, Tyler Lockett and Greg Dulcich for Gibson. I take you're, Gibson there. You're thinking about it though. I take Gibson there. Weak. But when I I want to see how low. So I'm not going out and paying face value. Let me clarify. <laughs> it took John a while to find those those examples, Mitch, because he knew you would have have trouble no, with them. It's, it's but if you I saw a... most of John's trades in the last couple of weeks because of his Gibson experiment. I just I moved oh. him over the weekend at the expo. We're sitting there having a nice steak dinner at apparently the only reports. steakhouse in Canton. And <laughs> I have moved one it. steak there as well. Oh, that steak you was can't good, get man. Two That's steaks. all you needed. That's all you, you needed. A single steak. Uh, I had one and a half because Mitch, mm. you you didn't want to finish yours. No, so I was I'm like, good. I'll take that. And you can see it like right in this area. This is where it's settled. Uh, <laughs> TDP and Adam Thielen or Antonio Gibson. TDP. Uh, that same. was rejected. See that those are the prices I'm trying to pay though. I'm trying to benefit people in leagues. I'm a I'm a giver here, guys. You're a giver, all right. All right. But. Like I said, I have personally tried pivoting off of them, uh, even higher end assets like uh, Swift for Gibson, a first and a second. That was rejected. I've tried moving Gibson off of my teams for a Heinz plus, Edmonds plus, Hunt plus, Penny plus, et cetera. So that range, no interest, no interest. And now I'm going to go out tonight and attempt to do a one for one swap, including some wide receivers where I'm moving Gibson. What about so this still one? Have- what was that? What about this one earlier in the show? I don't think we touched I saw on that. And he didn't provide. So if you're not watching Dante in the chat said 23 first, well, where'd it go? There it is. Or Jacobs and Gibson together. 12. Team. I like that for depth. I really, really liked it. If I'm a well, good team, 12 team start two. 11 also. Yeah. If yeah. those start two 11. Just go into my flex spots, I really like that. I, I would like to know where that first is, or you believe it could be. I, I asked the question, and I think that was right around the time of the the Manscaped promo. So Dante may have jumped off. He's like, I can't, I can't hear these guys talk about this. But here's a few trades that got completed. What side do you guys have? We'll go Mitch Dan, Mitch Dan, all the way through. Gibson plus McKissick for Kenyon Drake plus a 23 first. 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 I would take the first as well, for the record. Gibson for Jamison Williams. Williams. Jamison. I, I agree. See, we're not that we always think we're so far apart, but we're not. Let's set a baseline. Let's talk about it. And we'll see. We have a lot more in common than differences, Mitch. Mitch, do you, I, do I, you I feel like you see where this baseline is? Do I you feel like John's that. manipulating the, the this the data here, Mitch, to, to 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 give him his own narrative that he's actually Gibson with us? Gibson or Christian Watson. Now that's a real trade. Can I look at my trades here that are that are on the Dynasty Theory no, Patreon? Would you take Christian? Watson, or would you take Antonio Gibson? I'd take, take Watson. Gibson. I will take Gibson. There. I feel like Gibson's values more, so I would I would be trying to negotiate get more, but I would it's want coming, the Watson down side. every day. I, I would try to get something else to make it work. So this is the point now. Uh, okay, Gibson. So there were back to back trades here. One was Gibson for Pollard plus a second. I want Pollard in the second. Mm-hmm. What about Gibson for Pollard straight up? That trade got completed. Give me Pollard. Yeah, I think he has same. a lot more upside. Yeah. All right. And then this was interesting to me, and I thought this was a runaway. I don't even know if Gibson has any value in this trade. Gibson and Michael Pittman for Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs in a second. Like I, Damien Harris, Jacobs in a second, or Pittman and Gibson. Pittman's. Uh, yeah, that, I just want Pittman. <laughs> yeah, and that that trade was kind of puzzling to me. Dan, I think you want Pittman there as well. 
I do. It's a fair trade, though. But if you're in multiple leagues, I know the the portfolio approach, it's not for everybody because maybe you just don't have the volume of leagues. And some people, they just want to play with that conviction, and that's 100% fine. But for me, I am looking to attack it from both ends and pick up uh, whether it's a little bit of value, a lot of value, but it's the value that I see. And Gibson, it seems like he is slipping every single day. But if there's a trade that makes sense, I am looking to acquire, but clearly the trades I have offered to acquire Gibson, folks aren't interested. And so just, it is tough. And just another thing at Gibson, like I could buy into, you know, McLaurin and Dotson, but I'm really struggling with Gibson. And they do, they even have a decent O-line, but I'd rather have Brian Robinson, like just in Dynasty long-term, somehow, some way. To fall, straight, up fall, or, straight up or cost? Not straight up, but like I would just okay. find a way to get it's like the Watson deal. I know it's not, it's a stupid trade state straight up, but what could you give me to make it work? And then I just be more happy long-term. The fumbling problem seems to be picking up steam. Uh, you know, he's not hitting the holes like they want. He's not giving Washington any reasons to keep him off the field. So. Yeah. It seems like I always fall in love with these guys that fumble uh, the soft tissue injury for cam Akers is not considered serious. I'm told. So that that's a win there that Amen. just came through. Uh, but, but yeah. Okay. Um, Gibson or AJ Dillon, 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 Gibson or Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, Gibson or Fournette, Fournette, smash Gibson or James cook, cook, cook. And then I'll immediately trade cook afterwards. All right. All right. Gibson or CEH, CEH, Miles Sanders, Sanders, same. James Connor. Connor Smash. Yep. Tony Pollard. You yep. said that already. My my voice is getting lower and lower here because I'm getting <laughs> very discouraged. So you know what, guys? Final thoughts. Dan, for the 169th time, and how fitting it was the first episode with our new partnership with Manscaped. Doesn't it? It's just perfect. <laughs> and what do you got? Final thoughts for our listeners. Bring it home here before Hard Knocks. Stars are aligned with Manscaped tonight. Quick one for with Hard Knocks coming up. Roger, roster watch begins Tuesday, 3 p.m. Rosters go from 90 to 85. So the ocean bottom players need to go. And then the next cut to 80 is on August 23rd. So just starting to keep an eye on that. I'm just going to add really quick because this is going to be a continual thing for the whole preseason. The final thought is like we heard that Gibson is running special teams now, right? Like he's doing special teams. Oh, Montgomery is running special teams too. DeAndre Swift did it last week. Oh, running backs do this all the time. This isn't like a, oh no, he's on special teams now. This is what they do with running backs. It's just one of those stupid little blurbs that comes out and everyone's like, oh no. It's like, can somebody watching get a screenshot of this right now? Get a screen grab because this is terrifying. We, for if you're listening on the podcast feed, I just go ask. Either watch the beginning of the episode or the very end on YouTube just to see this horrific. If I got to see it, everybody has to deal with it. It's the stuff that nightmares are made out of. Uh, Dan's doing something over there. Anyway, Manscaped, Theory 20, 20% off. International shipping is free. Uh, domestic shipping is free too. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, Patreon, you guys know where to find it. Discord, hit us up for the link. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. A lot of energy, a lot of good back and forth, and hopefully some valuable takeaways as well. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, The Rock, I'm John Bauer. Have a good night.